Yeah, we're making power moves, rocking a Detroit groove to some American dudes out making power moves. Straight out of Grand Block, Michigan, rocking a cold one in each hand. My buddy Dave and I are Americans, just making power moves, ripping heaters and chugging paps. Now he lied with no class, blowing shit up and chasing ass. Yeah, we're making power moves. And we're back. Yeah, Welcome to Power Moves, power episode 172. I'm your host, Mike Burns. Thank you for choosing the People's Podcast. Joining me all the way from Los Angeles, whoop, California. It's the host of the Hunk Podcast and the guy who cut, stole my car stereo. <laughs> I love that. It's your baby brother, Mike Bridal Bridenstein. What's up, man? Woo-woo-woo, it's your boy. It is your boy, and I want my car stereo back. Also joining me, it's Mr. <laughs> Pipe of the Week 2008, 2012, and 2019, recording his new stand-up album at the historic Green Mill in Chicago, Illinois, on June 1st. It's sexy-ass Nate Craig. <laughs> It's an honor to look this good on this Zoom call right now, boys. Thank you for having me. Coming to us live from a uh, lovely Minneapolis uh, hotel room. Minneapolis just got damp. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been. Is that it's why it's been raining? Is that why it's raining here? <laughs> it's been raining. Did, you did, can probably feel it. Did you multiple? Call- uh, Multiple time zones are wet right now. <laughs> Nate Craig is both in it, and it? he's also uh, he's also a little bit my son. <laughs> it's been a rough week, and just like you, dear listener, our hearts are broken for the families in Texas suffering through a senseless and preventable tragedy. Senseless and preventable. We can all agree that. And we'll just leave it there. No stories this week. We're just going to hang out. And I'm glad you tuned in to join us for a little escape. If you want to hear anything else about the state of the world, tune into the corresponding Patreon pre-game episode. Let's get into the junk drawer. Right off the bat, I want to talk about uh, the congratulations that are due to our dear pals, comedian Mike Holmes and Stacey Boyer, for having their pop-up dot yeah. bot burgers named one of the 25 best burgers in Los Angeles by 24. Th- 24 by 24 th- by Thrillist this week. I'll tell you, man, I love all the comedy stuff that all our friends do, and we have people that are in movies, in TV shows, but like this. Like getting on a list for best cheeseburger and Vince Averill's band, hardcore band, Cross Control. Those are just about my favorite cool things that any of our comedy pals have ever done because they're so, like, I don't know. It, we do all kinds of these cool comedy stuffs, but like when something like this happens, it's like a, a goddamn miracle. In a great burger town. I mean, is any does any town even try to rival L.A. for burgers? I would say no. I would say that L.A. does burgers. That's I mean, besides street tacos, maybe donuts. That's like the signature dish of Los Angeles. And our dear friend just walked in there and just slapped his dick on the counter at fucking <laughs> In-N-Out and said, "Put a little pepper on it." <laughs> yeah. Fucking a man, and people showed up for it yesterday because that's when it was. Was the show was uh, was last night, and and uh, I I'll tell you what, I had two of them. 
I had two of them, folks, and I don't feel the slightest bit guilty. Got to. Yeah, they're really good. You deserve. You deserve. Also, congratulations to me for taking second place for the second week in a row at uh, Trivia Night. Trivia 80s. <laughs> um, that's my new racket. It's my new racket, wow. Nate Craig. I, um, I'm rolling into these radio-sponsored trivia contests that are on Saturdays at different bars at like 4 o'clock. And there's big, big room of people Teams of seven, eight people. I sit at the bar by myself, suck on my jewel robot dick vape pen, and get bombed and just slaughter. <laughs> what was the what was the what was the question you were most proud of answering this? Uh, this I, is my favorite uh, thing to ask you. I, I, um, what was it this time? Give me one last week. Give me another one. Mm. Sports, 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 entertainment. What's your specialty? What was the son of Sam's government name? I, I David Berkowitz. I can tell you what I can tell you what I got wrong. That I would crush. I would crush you. I don't know. I don't know. I'm coming in real hot. But like this is such a it's such a sucker thing for me to do. It's like I just thought you know what I bet I'm smarter than these people that live around here. Uh-huh. Oh, you bet! You bet, Wait, Mike. What's second place uh, pay? What's the payout? I'll tell you. I'll place? tell you what it pays, Nate Craig. It pays thirty dollars to that bar gift certificate, and then I get a fifty dollar uh, gift certificate to J and B Boots on Gratiot Road in Saginaw, Michigan. So I've That's got worth it. Yeah. So I do, in the bar costs are so cheap that. Drinking for two hours, like as much as I want of whatever I want, my tab is twelve bucks, and then I get yeah, they're <laughs> and then I win the twenty five or the thirty gift certificate from the bar. I slap that down, I get, and I walk out. I'll give you, I'll give you uh, this. This you can't see this if you're listening. This is fake money. I'm gonna start paying for things with this, and I'm gonna start giving these to you as well. Oh, <laughs> that's fake. That looks really real. It says on it real big. It says. Uh, Prop money on it, real big. Yeah, it's got oh, that, that strip. That looks really good. Got that strip. Yeah. Mike, you cut out after the $30 bar tab. What was the second part of that prize? Oh, uh, $50 gift certificate to J&B Boots on Gratiot Road in Saginaw, Michigan. Oh, hell yeah, but dude. I, but I have 100 now because I have two. So my downstairs, my downstairs neighbor burns. That's what she did for a living. I think she tutored kids, but I think she made most of her money winning trivia contests. And they put her on some show on like the game show network as like a trivia master. Cause like, she's like a LA bar trivia machine. I got, I, I, I think there's a, there's more opportunity for me. I need to look for more of these things. And it's, it's not like I'm a genius. I'm the, I'm a local dumbass. It's just that I've watched all those like, CNN 80s shows and I grew up in the 80s and I just retain pop culture information and I think it's just part of being a comedian like any that's the thing I bridal would maybe destroy me Nate could possibly destroy I don't know because you're younger you're younger than me you're more of a 90s baby I would crush No boots. No, Brido wouldn't let you get anywhere near that boot You're store. You're not touching JB boots the rest of the time that I would come. <laughs> one boot. I don't you even know. What, don't get, I don't know what they have there. Like they what, got belts. They got belts. That's, and I would take all the belts. Yeah, I've got enough boots. I've got a, a closet full of Red Wings. I don't you need those. Give them to me. Oh, you have to dude, give them to me. Burns, you, I got to show you the shoes I got for the taping. You're gonna fucking love. I'll show them afterwards. We, Ooh, you're gonna love these fucking things, dude. New sleds? Yeah, you, they're fucking sick. Are you doing a fresh Go suit? Get them. Are you doing a fresh suit I'm, for the taping? 
fresh suit, bro. Oh. Who's Home directing? All fucking, it's going to be fucking clean, bro. Who's directing? Uh, me. How's that me? I, I mean, I, I picked the venue and I know how I want it shot. So, like, they're like, uh, and, you know, it's all things comedy. So, we, we got a budget, but it's like we had to pay for the venue. The, the, the Green Mill didn't come free. So, it's right. like, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a line producer and stuff there, but like they're pretty much it's they're shooting it how I want it shot, and I'm shooting it on the on the stage behind the bar. I'm not shooting it on the main stage. I'm standing behind the bar, so the bar everybody at the bar is the front row, and then they can shoot me from the from the way right and the way left, and then but straight you're on. you're doing it behind the bar. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Can be cocky. I like this. Oh, oh yeah. so you do you look like a bartender or a stand up? No, 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 stand up. I mean, it's it's elevated. It's up off the floor. It's two feet off the floor. Okay. So I'm up, and then and then there's a there's an organ on the stage. It's that's the original stage at the Green Mill. I didn't know that until we did this. But the guy, the owner, loved it when I said I want to shoot on that stage behind the bar. He's like, oh, that's the original stage. That's the stage with the trap door that Al Capone used to sneak out of. Yeah. Oh, that's. And then uh, and then and then you know they got the Green Mill sign on the main stage, so that'll be in the background. You know, when they shoot from my right, you'll be able to see that off in the distance with like, you know, people sitting on the stage. So now we can see people on the stage. It makes the place like more of like a, it's it, to make the, the the crowd bigger. Like we made we, the, the, the bar stage is the move. Nate, this is such a fucking cool venue. When I even mm-hmm. saw that Paper Machete was doing comedy shows there, I was like, you motherfuckers. Like we never even... Like, when, will you explain what was going on at Green Mill and even, like, the poetry slam scene when you were there? Because this is fascinating shit. I mean, they started uh, – Mark Smith is the guy that runs the, the poetry slam there, and I think he invented the poetry slam. He did. He did. Yeah, he invented it and moved. And I think it started at the Green Mill, yeah. And so he does it – I think he does it, like, one Sunday a month now. It used to be, I think, every week. I can't really remember, but I, I know it was one of the first places I went when I moved to Chicago. Oh, yeah. Because I was – I was just looking to like soak up everything Chicago. I was just young, dumb idiot from Wisconsin. And I was like, oh, and I remember going there and I had moved to Chicago in an October in October. And I went there for their, like the Christmas show right before I went home to, for the holidays. And I remember seeing that Mark Smith come out of the trap door in like chains and shit dressed as like the ghost of Christmas past. And he did this like big thing and everybody was like hanging on his every word. And you know, the spotlight was behind him. It's exactly how I want to shoot the special. It's just that. Memory. Oh, is that what inspired you? Yeah, wow. Totally. 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 I, Cause I just remember him. I was like, who's this? I was like, and everybody was like hanging on his every word. It's like what I loved about, you know, the first time I was a kid and I watched like a standup special, like I, I, um, um, I, uh, are you coming through the trap door? Like, like no, 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 no. I, I am going to do something up top, though. I'm going to do the same thing I did for preferred customer, where I, I read the thing. I read something to a dark to a dark room. I was thinking about copying that. I I would be an homage more than I would be just to do think. it. I mean, it's 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 well, some, ha- it's. I mean, I I like it because of all the things that people try to do to make like stand up different, and and I'm you know I'm a fan of any way you can do it successfully. But there is something to be said for a quiet room of of people that are there to see stand up comedy. Like it's turn the lights off, and it's 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 only subtly different, but it's also very different, you know. And it's so, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a whole different yeah, it's vibe. Super intimate, and and it and it and it triggers their imagination. The, why I did it the first time was 
Well, the original idea was to make people in the room aware of the people that were streaming it and then make the people streaming it also aware of the people that were in the room. And then also it kind of like, it kind of, I think it affect Mike, you were at the taping. I think it, I think it opened up kind of the set. Like, I think it made people more receptive to the whole set on a whole because we started it in the dark. What did, what it did was when you started stand up set, you obviously, you guys know this, but for the listeners, you, for people who don't know you, who you're winning over, you want to establish yourself at the top. What it almost does is like a pre, a pre beat or like an like a pre establishing thing. So it's like here's a POV, boom, like you come out and then do like regular stand up. So it's, it's almost as like playing a montage before the person comes out or something like. It's something yeah, like that. It, you have you have no choice but to judge someone if you're looking at them. Right, but right, right. if you're not looking at them, you're just listening to them. Well, then you are. Then you're focused on the ideas and the material. And so I just, I, I've never I, seen anybody do it before, and I really liked it. And I and I I don't believe I've ever made a rolling stop without thinking about that. <laughs> I think what part of uh, when you do an intimate room like that, I think that it makes the audience members actually part of the show more so yeah. than a big venue. Because the you, crowd, the crowd you, really liked it, and you very much rely on them. It's it's a give yeah. and take. You need them, whereas the it's there's almost more risk involved than doing a big venue. Because I feel like the rolling laughs and the way that people respond to each other is different than when you're in a small venue like this. And I encourage you, if you're listening to this, to look up the Green Mill in Chicago. And if you visit Chicago, please go to the Green Mill. It is a when you drive by it. And like you said, go Nate, June first. Yeah, yeah, go June first. Go June first. No, you're right, Mike. You're totally right. Um, yes, people definitely go to the Green Mill June first or otherwise. It's an incredible spot. It's it's the kind of place that's so dope and legendary. It, they don't even have social media. They don't need it. No, they just don't need it. They better needed it. No, they don't have. Um, a, there's no Instagram for the Green Mill. No, no. there's not. I've been trying to tag. And, I've been trying to tag. And don't uh, and don't watch the movie Thief. Uh, you'll think that it's not there anymore because it. It, spoiler alert from a movie from the seventies. It blows up in the movie Thief. Great they blow movie. up the green. Great movie. Um, it is a great movie. No, Burns. You know what? You're totally right. And I, I learned that from watching um, comedians in like theater shows and 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 uh, stadium shows because you're like, huh? Some material rolls crowds in bigger venues that like you know is maybe would be way riskier in a smaller venue. Like you said, like it wouldn't work because these people are too aware of each other and they're, they're kind of in there and that makes them aware of themselves. And then they're in their own head and they're, and they're not like, whereas like you're in a big room, you're so anonymous. You're just laughing at anything that strikes a chord and it's, it kind of rolls. So yeah, the smaller venue is, is, um, is a little bit more specific. So you, you know, you open for Bill Burr quite a bit and you do these big, I get this. You do, but you do these big, bigger venues. So, do you change the way you deliver material when you do a small taping like this, or do you just—is it just the same? Um, no, I, I, I always—I mean, this is not my observation. I was taught this early on. Uh, just go slower. Yeah, go slower in a bigger venue because it's going to take a while to hit. It's also going to take a while for the laughs to get right. to you. The roll, you got to play so, to the back, all the way to the back, and you need to wait for yeah, the full yeah. roll. Go, it's a wave. Go slower. Keep, keep it 
keep it simple. The the kind of the. But in the small venue, it is, it's ping pong. It's bop 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 bop. Yes, yes. And the yes, other yes. thing, yeah. and in a big venue, you're you're almost. It's very natural. Just the exact same way waves work. It's just this. You have to wait for it to go all the way, and then it comes back in, and all the way back and back in. It's yeah. a different. Uh, it's a different crowd to listen to. And when I say that, like some, you guys know what I mean when I say like some comedians are better at listening to their crowds than the other people. Mm-hmm. I always say that the best person I've ever seen at listening to the audience is uh, Rory Scovel. Like he just seems to know exactly what the thought, like what the crowd is thinking. Like I, every time I see him, I see him speak to how he's being perceived or how a line was landed or something so accurately that like he just is kind of the crowd trusts him so perfectly with like their own assessment and their own kind of ear. And, and it's, it's severe. So when, when you're in a bigger audience and I still don't know how to, how to do it, like how to tell the difference from crowd to crowd, I'll just, I'll just be like, well, that crowd liked me or that crowd didn't, or that crowd, you know, was, was hot or that crowd wasn't, or that, that crowd, I, when I open for Bill, sometimes they're still finding their seats. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like, I'll, if I, if I don't do as well as I wanted to, I'll blame it on that. But like when a crowd's hot, you know, I'm, I mean, I guess I just take credit for it, but, but it, it, it could very well be how, how they're perceiving a certain thing, you know, based on like your tone and your emphasis and like, and that kind of thing. And in that respect, when Bill will come off stage and like, say like, I fucking hated that. And I'll be, and I'll be like, dude, I mean, it looked like you were having a fucking blast out there. Uh-huh. And, and he's just, he's assessing it on a different level. He doesn't mean he hated it. He doesn't mean he hated, you know, the time out there he might've had, it might've been, but he's listening to the crowd because he's, he has more accustomed to hearing that size volume. Uh, you know, uh, whereas, you know, earlier in his career, he hadn't done uh 500 theater shows yet and and he 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 might assess it differently and might have a different ear for the for what you know exactly what the volume and pacing a crowd is giving him means about how he's coming across i don't know if i'm overthinking it but yeah 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 you you guys know what i mean like like in, in a smaller room I'm more accustomed to listening to what a comedy, to what, a, how a comedy club is, is receiving me. And, I, I'm more accustomed to like five people, like a lot of five, like five <laughs> theaters. <laughs> what's your, what's, I mean, what's, that's, what's that's your, a different, that's a difficult skill level too, to kill in front of five fucking people. Right. Make them it's so, it's so hard. It's way, it's, 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 it's a nightmare because if to engage them, right. Engage them and not think about what they're going to be doing the second this hostage situation ends. Uh-huh. <laughs> what's, what's your, uh, what's your pregame ritual? for the for a taping what do you do what do you eat do you get the poison out do you squeeze one out before you go uh, out i don't know man i i think I, I think i'm gonna hold off on that i'm gonna treat that like a fighter i'm gonna um maybe get like a like a big starchy burrito some people say it's a bad idea but i last time last taping i went around the corner and got a big old burrito and i was happy about that yeah because it calms you friends, down one of one, one you, of our friends uh, i went to his taping and in the like the first minute of his set, he goes, "Sorry, I got to take a shit," and he left the stage. What? And, and somebody goes, and then somebody in the audience goes again. And I go, "What?" And I go, "He did this the last tape." This is <laughs> this is this is Jesse Pop's last album. We can oh, say it. it's on. Oh, it's on okay. the. It's on the album. 
Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's on the I record. And it's on the record. And if if it's That's... not if it's not, and I'm incorrect, I, I I've, I'm stupid. But we've talked about this on on various oh, okay. shows. Okay. So Jesse Pop tapes his last record, which is fabulous. Please uh, look up Jesse Pop Dude, and listen to Jesse Pop has some very good comedy albums. Yes. That yes. that joke about the raven on that last album is one of my favorite jokes of all time about becoming friends with a raven. So Jesse Pop in the in the beginning of the show he gets through like one bit, two bits maybe. And he had gunned a bunch of coffee, a couple IPAs and a Cliff bar. <laughs> and he and in the he he stops in the middle of a joke. It's this big long piece. It's a really nice piece. He stops and says, I, I, "I'm sorry. I, I got to take a shit." And then people are like, "What?" I think it's a bit. I, I'm sure it's a bit. He no, leaves the I, stage, I, and he leaves the stage. I think Vince Averill comes Vince, up. Vince, Vince comes back on. Fills, yeah. fills time and just keeps the crowd engaged, and he goes and takes a shit, comes back, and I personally, and so did Vince, fought tooth and nail. Please, please leave this on the, on the album. You have to. <laughs> It's it, it's never been done before. There's no it's way. Never done. There's it's it, never been it, done. to do something on a comedy record that no one's ever done before is a hard thing, <laughs> and it happens to be taking a shit in the middle of your show and owning up to it. What well, it's hilarious. I mean, it is it's a gift. But I guess he. But I I guess he did it at Knitting Factory at the previous one. Because when I saw Vader out outside, oh, yeah. I told I told him what happened, and Vader goes. I was at his last taping, and he did that there. Pop's the best, and this is. I mean, it just I, it, it, the moment hits him, you know. I, I usually the adrenaline usually carries. If I I've had sets where I had to take a piss really bad, and it's like Mike Bridenstine. I go up there, and then I'm like, "What happened to that piss? Like, I don't know where that went, or, the, yeah. or some shit that was just sitting there." And I'm like, "I don't yeah. know. I'm gonna take a shit in this bathroom." And then you get that's wild, dude. Things. I mean, what a cauldron, a fucking pot of coffee and an IPA. What? A- <laughs> I I I made a. Oh. That's definitely not my. That's definitely not my ritual, boys. <laughs> I made it. I'm, I'm not eating. I'm not eating a can of tuna and a fucking <laughs> rat bowl before my. And a, and a thousand cigarettes. I, I made a horrible mistake yesterday, dietary wise. I had four uh-huh. eggs for breakfast, and then I'm you know I'm trying to be healthy during the week, so a bunch of a bunch of veggies. Uh, I had some leftover steak. I had a Burger King double cheeseburger after the gym because I didn't have time to eat anything else. And then at night, I ate a bunch of cherries. I fucking love cherries. And they had them at Aldi. And I'll, fucking cherries are just so wonderful. And then I drank a, uh, a whole bottle of... Not a whole, I, I, want, I don't want to say a whole. It's four glasses of wine. I had a bottle of, of Pinot Noir while I watched Real Sports and uh, Schitt's Creek reruns. And this morning, I had to use the restroom. I would say conservatively six times uh, wow. between Did seven, between shits, seven and eleven, between seven and eleven. And then it was like, dude, you got to get in the shower around 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 eleven o'clock. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and I feel a gurgle. I feel a gurgle in the shower, and I think it's just going to be. I think it's just going to be. Oh, finally, all the all the all the matter is out of me, and this is going to be that last, you know, gasp, that that death rattle, big big blowout's going to come, nice big fart, and I'll be okay. And uh, it was not, and pure water, pure straight water, and I couldn't stop it, and I had to. I maneuvered over the drain, 
and it just a water another waterfall just came out of me like fucking Satan spawned from hell and I had to sit there and just draped in shame draped in shame and I <laughs> and I just wait, want- wait a second for for people listening you don't understand Mike Burns just it's another power move ladies and gentlemen just been shit in the shower with Mike Burns <laughs> tune in next week when we take a leak in the foyer <laughs> I a, te- a test a test Barker Jennifer Dial show in LA shit in the shower uh, Bur- like Burns wanted to take his shower I'm assuming and throw it in the garbage and pay money to get in a whole new shower. He is the mm-hmm. most anal retentive person of all time. This crushed him in the insides, I'm guessing. Yes. <laughs> every, every square inch of my uh, my apartment, I would feel safe eating food directly off of. And I, I took Kaboom, and I soaked that thing down. And luckily, luckily, there was no solid <laughs> matter involved. It was all just... Green, green, five dollar highway sixty two or whatever Aldi wine. <laughs> that you was pinch it. You couldn't pinch it in and take I, a wet shit a foot over. I, I was just, I was so relaxed and I tried. I I thought I thought about it and it it had already happened and I could see that it was it was just safe and it would go directly <laughs> down the drain and I and I so instead of like pinching it up trying to fucking. Finish my shower, then I gotta go dirty up my behind, and then I gotta go back in the shower, dry off. Fucking, that's a nightmare. So I yeah, just now decided. you got shit all over your heels, Mike. No, not, not a drop, not a drop, <laughs> baby, not a drop. Like Brido said, now OCD. I I I aimed that like a girl taking a leak in a fucking men's urinal, and I got... Oh, you, oh you bent your knees? You bent your knees? Like, like a, ha- a, catcher? a half bend and a squat, and I just finished the job, and it went straight down. Finished the job. You, with put, your, you put your hole on the drain, fucking mouth-to-mouth, <laughs> mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, dude. That's how, that's incredible, Mike. I, I only heard one real mistake on your on your uh, your your dietary plan yesterday, and it's that fucking would you, a double. Would you go for the double cheeseburger? I think that was what it Burger King. Yeah, bro. I mean, you gotta cut that out. I eat have the, for the most part. I have, and I think that's the problem. Is I cut? I used to eat these all the time because I know it's thirty grams of protein. It's right next to the gym. I lift. I I, I don't have time to get food in me right afterwards. I don't want to. I want to maximize my gains, and my body's not used to it. Stick with that grams of protein. I don't, I think those are those are those, you're getting thirty grams of food, of food coloring, maybe. <laughs> I, so I you you had retained you had retained so much water from all that salt that your farts are now like, no no his his fucking organs were creating a reaction <laughs> to that poison pill that he fucking that sad sad <laughs> that sad sad rodeo clown beef that he fucking packed into his colon so disappointed you know that move, uh, it's a, that's a that's a sex move called the Saginaw waterfall <laughs> the Saginaw River I live on it's the Saginaw River, baby. Saginaw, the Saginaw uh, River. Oh, oh boy. boy, it feels good oh. to say that out loud. I feel Ooh. I've had this weight on my chest all day long. Oh. I didn't even tell my close buddies here, which I usually would have. 
I, 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 there I, you go. Thousand, a few thousand people. I feel, Check out this the Saginaw rain dance that he did. It's very humid there in Saginaw. Oh man, I was so dehydrated after all of this. I drank uh, two bottles of water and three Gatorade zeros. I had to wow. get the electrolytes back in, and then I went to the gym and I did an hour on the back treadmill. And on the treadmill, out. I'm I'm pounding water on there, and I'm 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 still not my wee wee is still not clear. It's not clear. <laughs> this diet Mountain Dew I'm drinking right now is probably a bad idea. No, no, no. You're in, you're dead on the inside. It's fine. It's, uh, <laughs> this is what happens. It's just formaldehyde at this point. Yeah. And you know when this doesn't happen? When I'm a piece of shit and drink a whole fuck like twelve pack of beers and eat McDonald's twice, then I'm fine. But apparently, my body doesn't like any sort of health going inside of it because it just expels yeah. expels all the health. I blame the cherries. It's the cherries' fault. The Burger King was it's fried. It's the cherries. You had bad sure. cherries, yeah. They taste so yeah. good, though. And then today, I just, before the show, I, I gunned like 10 more cherries because I fucking, I'm a real sucker for them. They're nature's candy. I love spitting the pits in a cup. Like, it's it's a nice activity. I don't think the cherries are the problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People are rapidly last week, hitting uh, unsubscribe. Last week I made the mistake. I made the mistake of having um, eight jalapeno poppers from Carl's Jr. before my show. And I'm the bad guy. And I'm the fucking bad guy. (laughs) Well, people expect that behavior out of me. (laughs) No, Mike does it too. It's his whole Instagram story. Fucking the trash he puts in his body. Nobody nobody celebrates a gas station ham and cheese sandwich like Mike Burns. (laughs) That's that's more of a pop man move. That's a Jesse Pop move. I I make make those sandwiches at home. If it's bay, if it's whitish beige, he'll eat it, folks. And I take if it's two for if it's two for one, it's making Mike my parents Instagram. Gotta get two. Why would I? What am I just gonna buy two for one? I'm not gonna just leave it there. That'd be a waste. <laughs> I swear that, this to- box wine is so good. I shit in my shower. <laughs> I just- Living the life. <laughs> Living the life. <laughs> You're in my you're in my Tom Hanks big apartment. That's fifty dollars a month. Tom Hanks never did this in big. He, he I, had sex when he's thirteen, but he never does a Saginaw rain dance with two toilets. They stomped on grapes to make this wine, and now I'm stomping on my insides in my shower. Holy shit! You became that YouTube lady stomping. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's nothing my worse. shower. Oh no, my shower. <laughs> and, and I'm by myself, and I'm making this face like no one's there. I'm just making like my. I'm just. Oh no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and on top of it, you know, it's not like, it's not like I'm just got a bar of ivory soap and like some bullshit suave shampoo. Meanwhile. Oh, surrounded by uh, like nice $18 thickening shampoo so my hair doesn't fall out and fancy bath gels and shit. <laughs> and it's just... It's like, Dude, you I'm need not to be fucking person. disinfected like, like fucking... <laughs> Like if you you gotta you gotta go to jail so they fucking spray you down with some white powder and shit. De-louse, just Bruce, de-louse it. Bruce Willis and twelve monkeys and shit like that. Yeah, they do it to Shawshank. 
Somebody's got a shot shank your ass. You got to. You need somebody to stick a fucking wire brush to your fucking legs. <laughs> this is my level oh, of commitment geez. to the listeners. The full. This is as honest as you're going to get. How much are we talking? I don't, oh, I don't know, like a sand pail worth. <laughs> Folgers. <laughs> Man. <laughs> oh, Burns, I can't believe that you shared that with us. That was phenomenal. I'm good. I'm good for like two, three uh, whoopsies in the pants a year. <laughs> two or three? I had a week of it. I had a week bout with it. Um, oh, I'm the bad guy for doing it in a place where it can get washed away, and you just no. You I do it in my. I do it in the shower like an animal. I do it right in my pants. Oh, dude, I was I was like firing. Liquid. For a week, I was, I, and my wife and I couldn't. It was, it was. Um, what were the, what were the options? Well, I had, we had some. Uh, I, I have a sweet tooth, real bad, and I'll get into my, I'll get into like, like ice cream. I can't keep ice cream in the freezer. Neither, I'll eat it all until it's neither gone. can I. Chocolate. I, I, I buy chocolate. I go to Trader Joe's and I get the three little chocolate bars because if I got the deal on the big one, I'd eat the whole thing like a fucking dog. I would eat it like a dog, fuck <laughs> it off the counter. I can't, I just can't keep anything in the house that's sweet. So we had we had this jarred uh, hot fudge topping. You're a big oh, chocolate guy. I didn't yeah. know. I'll eat. I, I like chocolate. That's what I get. To st- chocolate and peanut butter and a glass of milk. I I pretty much eat it every night. It's like a problem. But my mom's the same way. My mom can't keep. I'm like, mom, do you have any ice cream? She's like, I can't keep ice cream in the house. We have a, we have, we have an issue. But. But what I think it was, it was either that hot fudge topping that I ate like half a fucking jar. Like, Jesus. I mean, literally, dude. And I'm the bad guy. I'm the yes, bad guy. No one, says, no one says you're a bad guy. You're just a filthy pig boy who takes yeah. a doo-doo, who takes yeah. a doo-doo no, in the shower. Not a, you're not a bad guy. You're, you're, a, you're a good little boy with green fecal matter on his fucking toes. It's, there's you're, no matter. You're, no, no matter. You're a good, it's you're really a good little boy tracking shit it's, through his own house, it's through just, his own loft apartment. It's <laughs> Look just, at that. It says, Brick, it says brick house on your shirt. It says shouldn't take brick shit. House. <laughs> it's just, it's just backdoor peepees. That's all it is. How come it hack? Why is it gotta be? It's a, there was no poop involved here. This was all backdoor peepees. That's it. That's why your hats. That's why your hats on backwards. You don't know which side you go peepee from. <laughs> uh, Mike Burns. That's the ultimate power move. Shitting out your dick hole. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to. I do want to know. I want to dive into this ice cream situation. What is the best ice cream? What is your favorite ice cream? Mm. If, if, the list, oh. if the listeners want to hook Nate up with this, with with uh, your favorite, what are you a Jenny's man? You a Jenny's man? You a, I like uh, Jenny's. I like McConnell's. Uh, if you're going for the regular run of the mill, I mean, you know, Hagen Dazs is a classic. My my uh, chocolate covered almonds, vanilla with chocolate covered almonds at Hagen Dazs. My that's a flavor I love. I like a butter pecan. I like Briar's Vanilla. It's a classic cheap one that's good. Um, I like uh, if you're going to a place like for like a birthday milkshake for a birthday party for a good little boy. I think you uh, you can't go wrong with you know that you know it's it's unfortunate the Christiest uh, demons in the world make the best uh, make the best food and uh, the overpriced dairy. The overwise dairy are some are some Christy fucking demons in Chicago. How is your overwise? <laughs> How are you overwise? How is your overwise? And uh, th- that's like the best milkshake I think I've ever had. C- custard, 
cops and, and another Christie family in, in Wisconsin up in Milwaukee. Oh, you must have uh, just a ton. He froze, didn't he? Shop. They got a good oh. buffalo chicken sandwich. They got everything at cops. It's really good. Um, and then Culver's is good. Culver's is oh. custard. That's a good shake. Yeah, the, the concrete. Really they, they flip it upside down for you. Show they you got every show you how Culver's. thick it is. Everything's good. Butter burgers and all that shit. Dude, Culver's is a rock solid chain. Culver's is one of the best chains in America. The quality really level good. of that food. We already you, you get a walleye sandwich like a fry. Oh my god! Like dumb. Right. They, it's, I mean, exactly, dude. You can get a fuck. You get like a fucking supper club fish fry in a bag at Culver's. You get a fucking. You can get that. You get a walleye sandwich with some a side of cheese curds. That's that's a that's some. That's a meal deal you can't find anywhere else. No. You can't get no cleaner than that. That's I feel like Eddie Murphy at the beginning of fucking Brother. You guys, that's a better tax stand right there. You, you can't get you can't find out. You can't go cleaner than that. <laughs> good for you. That'll, that'll lock you in. You, that's a shit you won't be able to fit down your drain, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's yeah. That <laughs> would that would have been in. that'd be a whole different animal. <laughs> that's a whole different animal. Uh, <laughs> this is not red wine and cherries coming out. Uh-huh. This is uh, this sadly all started talking about Nate's special and what happened to Potman. So I apologize to Nate. <laughs> Going from the class of the green mill. I think we. I think we. The, co- <laughs> well, we got to shift gears. People tune in for a certain level of content, and that's me pooping. <laughs> <laughs> we should. You know what I remembered when during the green mill discussion is were you there, Brido? And we're. I'm sitting in a booth with Nick Vatterot, and Nick Vatterot produces a joint, and you know that little Nick Vatterot comedian, Nick Vatterot. If you don't know him, love him, look him up. Oh. He uh, produces absolutely a, look him up. Produces Nick Vatterot's my favorite comedian. He's incredible. He's, he's Nick Vatterot's album incredible. for amu- for amusement only. I would put that album up against anyone's any album. album. Any this, album. And this is long hair Nick Vatterot. Nick Vatterot oh, produces a little legend. Jo- and we're we're tuned up. And I don't know where we were before. It might have been Lodge or something. He were tuned up, sitting in a booth at Green Mill, and he pulls a joint out, and he's like, "Hey, uh, you know, there's a little uh, Nick Vatterat looking around. You uh, you want to you want to sp- spark this up, Bernsey?" I'm like, "Yes, I do." And lights a joint, takes a couple puffs, hands it to me. I'm doing a couple puffs, and manager or whatnot from the Green Mill walks up and goes, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, yes. uh, and I'm just like deer in headlights. Like the reality really struck me that this was a place that you don't fuck up in and do that. They kick me yeah. out. They kick me out. Nick stays in the green mill. I cup, <laughs> I cup the joint. I go outside and I'm like, oh, everyone will meet me outside. I start to, I finish the rest, half the rest of the joint. The manager comes outside. People are smoking cigs. I'm burning the, down the rest of this before I wait for people or get a cab whatnot and the manager goes you can't fucking smoke that out here either what the fuck is wrong with you and he (laughs) escorts me by the elbow like down the block like and he's like and don't come back here i don't want to see you back in here you fucking disgrace (laughs) chicago was so weird about marijuana that was like why pat bryce our dear uh, friend pat bryce uh, got kicked out of uh the beat kitchen permanently for smoking a J in the bathroom. That's right, he got banned. Unreal. He got banned from the beat kitchen. And now it's on every street corner. Like like a seven well, like seven yeah, elevens, yeah. there's pot everywhere. Not in not in Chicago so it, though, correct? 
just to set that up, you could smoke cigarettes inside. Like, you didn't have to go outside to smoke cigarettes back then. But, like, right. Yeah. No one, I was never at a party. Well, maybe I was, but I'm exaggerating slightly. But, like, out here, people just, like, smoke joints at parties. When I first moved here, when I was in Chicago, rather, drinking tell, drinking a thousand beers was normal and smoking a joint was kind of devious behavior. Yeah. We, we, I remember he asked me for a cigarette. He was like, we'll light up cigarettes. And no one will notice. This was the selling point. Just like it'll blend in with the rest of the smoke. And no. Fucking someone sparks a joint in a place where no one is smoking weed. It is a potent smell that takes over the entire venue. Yeah. I love that, I love that you could still smoke in the green mill at that point. Yeah. It was pleasurable. So pleasurable. But not jazz cigarettes, huh, Green Mill? Who are you? Yeah, what the fuck, man? Not fair. Not fair at all. Well, I'm glad I didn't use you as a reference, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think they remember me. I was just, uh, you know, little wire rim glasses, uh, hoodie, and <laughs> married man Mike Burns back then. Not the rock and roll oh, superstar wow. you see t- before you today. Uh, yeah, yeah. Are you going to take a shit, Nate? No, I just had to take a. <laughs> he took a sit-down pee in the middle of it. It was pretty great. Are you serious? Yeah, I, I had a heavy, I had a heavy piss knocking for that whole story. I could, I could tell you did a sit-down pee in the middle of that. I, I totally didn't notice. <laughs> I always sit down to pee. I got to be honest. I, I, I just, I only sit down to pee. If you like sitting down to pee, you should try shitting in the drain, Nate Craig. It's- <laughs> I was not expecting that for some reason. It's like, a, you know, third world countries. They go, you just, there's a hole in the street and you go and you, it's the exact same thing. They hit the spot. They don't, it doesn't go all over the place. It's totally normal. I went to, I went to Paris for my honeymoon. Not to brag. Went to very Paris, cool. Very, went to, and then we went, to, Mark Geary from the Lincoln Lodge was like, you got to go to this. I'm not going to do his voice, but you got to go to this one restaurant. They haven't changed anything since it was built in the 1890s. Like, the menu is the same. It's just, like, that vibe. It's in that Woody Allen movie about uh, Paris or whatever. And Paris or whatever. And, well, that's the name of the movie. Midnight, it's called, it's called <laughs> Midnight in Paris or whatever. I love it. Like, that was the name of it, though. Paris or whatever. Paris or, eh, yeah, yeah, and Paris the girl's or age whatever. is 17 or whatever. Yeah, it's called in France. You can fuck children. <laughs> It's called in France. It's okay or whatever. And, <laughs> and I went to the bathroom to go pee. The bathroom consisted. I thought it was a shower. To be fair, like the bathroom consisted of 1890s Paris style uh-huh. hole in the floor. Uh-huh. And I made and I made pee pee in a hole in the floor. And yeah, I think that that's did. where you also made uh, poopy. Yep. Oh, so boy. burns. So how does that flush? Pretty, pretty. Yeah, pretty French of you. <laughs> yeah, wee oui, wee, oui. bonjour. Yeah, wee oui, wee, oui. butthole wee oui, wee. Oui. You're a worldly man. You didn't shit in the shower. You're a worldly man. Yeah, you went to Paris. I've never been to Europe. <laughs> I'm a loser. Now you have. <laughs> now now it's, you have. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's basically the same thing. I mean, you got hairy armpits. You're halfway there. Uh huh. Well, I trim those. I trim those down. They're fuzzy. They're more fuzzy than hairy. I wish I. You trim the pits. Yeah. Why go to Europe when your facilities are from the 17th century? I would. I hit the. I hit the downstairs with the clippers, and then I do the same length on the pits. 
Why? Really? I've never heard anybody talk about pit maintenance. Because oh, you gotta maintain your pits, Brado. What are you? What are you working with up there? You got fucking. Just like a... Mike, are you? You look like you're on a fucking women's swim team. Do you even have <laughs> armpit hair? Me? Yeah. There's I don't see any armpit hair. Oh, there you go. Okay, all right. Okay. There's my arm pussy right there. Yeah, you're my good. I mean, you just, you just don't have it. You just don't have it. I got fucking. Oh yeah. That's real man. Well, you're a real man, Nate Craig. Uh, Brido and I are, are are eighth grade children. We are. <laughs> we never. We never hit puberty. Let's see your pits. Let's see your pits. Yeah, show your pits, dude. Uh, show us your pits. Hold on. Show us your pits. <laughs> <laughs> show me your pits is a hilarious shirt. Yeah. Without flexing your bicep. You can't flex anything. That's fucking nat. That's all natch. It's a natural fucking. It's natch, baby. Natural fucking. Here, let me get it now. Oh, oh, we're doing we're doing biceps now. Oh, we're doing biceps. Okay, Brad, over you go first. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, look at that. Ooh, look at that. Somebody's got to lift weights around here. Well, and trivia, you can shit my shower any day. <laughs> <laughs> to all the ladies out there, I am single. <laughs> you too can. How's, uh, how's the dating scene in Saginaw? It's a uh, it's hit or miss. It's hit or miss. Haven't found the love of my life yet, Nate Craig. But you know, how how, how what's the uh, how many times? How many chicks out there have you swiped with multiple times? I'm not, not going to divulge. I'm not going to kiss and tell, Nate Craig. Swipe, swipe, swiped. What? I, I, I like, mean, I'm, I'm only imagining that I'm only imagining that you run out of uh, of options on the dating platforms. Oh, oh the dating platforms here are absolutely worthless there is because a small town like people don't i don't i think they don't want to put themselves out there and also there's only see what i've found is that why don't you uh why don't you try christian mingle meet a nice (laughs) that's what that's what one of my buddies told me to do he's like dude you want to find hot chicks Go to one of those all-inclusive like uh big mega church things go there and just act like you're into Jesus, you know, because those chicks put out. So then, like, once they know that you're that's, like a good, good. That's go- going to yoga for the Midwest. I'm not going. I'm not going to to church on Sunday morning. Take me to church. <laughs> Wait a second. Tell me more. Tell me more. I, I am. Uh, I want to hear about uh, Christian singles putting out. Here's the here's the theory. And this is from um, uh, a Catholic man is that is that once you convince them that you're totally down with Jesus, that gets it going. That gets it. That gets the juices flowing. And um, they they see that you're kind of like a cool guy who still likes to, you know, drink beers wow, and, and curse and stuff. But like inside, you like have a real spiritual. I'm like, this is a level of deviacy. Is that a word, Brad? Yeah. Brad, can you check that word for me? Deviancy. 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 Yes. Deviancy. I missed the N. Um, that, that I that is. I is, that I, I am. That. I am not. I am not breaching that level. I. I don't have that level of desperation yet. I'm not like. Some, I've never worked. I've never worked that hard to have sex with a woman in my life. 
well, go to church for like look at you for, no, yeah. no 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 I'm, right. I'm just no bridal i'm not that's not what i meant what i meant is the the amount of effort it would take to convince a chick that i believed in jesus christ is <laughs> that's a long way to go that's it's, a long way to go it's, it's a seinfeld episode <laughs> You know, that's what it is, is the level of lying that you have to upkeep. And then at some point, it's just, you know, not going to work out because I'm not going to continue to go to church. You know, eventually, like you take it all the way, get married or something. And then it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, Sunday. Oh, no. We met in the spring. See, now we're dating in like in the fall. Uh, My Christ is red zone. I worship red zone on Sundays. So, I mean, you can you can get you can turn to Jesus for kisses, I think. You're born again for kisses. I suppose. I suppose. I don't you know, I, I, I dabble. I dabble in um in spirituality and I could just maybe shift that into say putting a brand people, on pe- it. People pretend to be worse things than Christian to get a woman. Well, my True. I have another concern is that people who go there tend to have not the same uh, political beliefs that I do. So that might also be a problem. Right? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Now I got to lie about two things. Now now the lie has expanded. I don't think that's beneficial for me. I don't think none of this is worth the payoff. Well, let's let's see how Republican she really is. She should listen to you. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That's going to be great too. When um, so uh, what you 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 have a podcast, and then oh no, I'm saying listen to a man. It's a whole uh, misogynist joke that I made. Now, now, Brido, now, Brido, I have to lie about what I do because she's going to find the podcast, and you're going, to- honey. What, honey, hun? <laughs> um, what is a rock invader? <laughs> What is pipe? What? The, what is pipe of the week, <laughs> honey? You and your friend, the the fat one, you guys say pipe of the week a, a bunch. What is that? <laughs> the fat one, <laughs> honey. Um, you know that shower that I used this morning, <laughs> hun? Is it this shower? No, right, <laughs> hun? Let's do. <laughs> How can we never buy cherries? <laughs> hun? Hey, hon. Yeah? What is a porch pizza? What oh, is a porch pizza, um, I, it's, uh, You know, when you, you get a hot and ready from the, from the, from the Little Caesars, and then, uh, you know, you, 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 you say grace, you say grace, and you eat it out on the porch al fresco. Hun? hun did you tell your friend it says here, burrito? The fat one, that yeah. You made arc. <laughs> the fat one is that the fat one? Did you tell him you made arcing ropey jizz the other day? Is that the thing? Uh, uh, was that is that something you said to the fat one? Oh my god! Out of your, it says you made. <laughs> Hun, it says you made arcing ropey jizz out of your rocking vayner. Is that about me, hun, sweetie? Remember 40 minutes ago when we were talking about uh, this classy jazz club? <laughs> Han? And this is just, this is just, uh, <laughs> this is just, just jazz fusion, guys. Let's do some power tube. 
I watched. Uh, I finished up Pam and Tommy. This, uh, oh, so good. Wow. Um, speaking of arcing ropey jizz, uh, I I really enjoyed it. I oh, I, so good. I I left after like three episodes. I got rid of Hulu, and then Hulu had a deal for like three months for a buck a month, and I'm like, all right, I can finish that up. That's worth three bucks. It's so good. It got so good. If you haven't watched it, yeah, get that Hulu such, deal and then cancel the shit immediately. Roast of the 90s. It was so fun to watch the 90s just get roasted like that. Yeah. His entourage. Oh, my God. Dude. Yeah. Very His good. Look like a boy band at a country bar. And it's so accurate. I feel bad almost. <laughs> if it's possible to feel bad for Tommy Lee, I felt bad because it was so realistic as to he looks like an idiot. And if you ever see Tommy Lee on any sort of uh, uh, film in any way, he is that guy. And does he watch? Do you think Tommy Lee watches that? And it's like, oh, my God, I'm a dumbass. Or it watches it and thinks that he's fucking sweet. Like the actor's really sweet, bro. No, he watches it and he's furious at the production and he considers suing them. <laughs> yes. I'm guessing he broke a few televisions if he watched any of those episodes. Yeah, but the, the question is, did he watch the whole show? Um, I think that that guy is a glutton for uh, anger and outbursts. And yes, he would, right. he would torture himself and wind himself up. I got to watch the next one, bro. I got to watch the yeah. next one. Brad, what, yeah. what, what did you watch this week? The George Carlin two-part documentary on HBO oh. Max was was just a pure joy for me. Yes. I, I think a lot of the younger comics that I talk to don't really know him or his work. And so that was like – Judd Apatow did a great job. And, and, I don't, and I don't know like how people felt about it, but when he sees Sam Kinnis – the Rick Moranis ripping on him thing – and he has this moment where he decides who he wants to be going forward. Was It felt very inspiring to me as somebody who's around that kind of 40s age that Carlin was when he completely reinvented himself and became the George Carlin that we all know and love. As a comedy nerd and comedy history person, I just thought that was like that. I, I turned to my wife and I said, I'm sorry, but this is what we're doing tonight. I, yeah, I, that was great. I, I only watched the second half because I, I knew I, I, I'm going to watch the first half, too. But I knew that the second half was going to be um, all about, like you said, after that shift that he made where he started going into more political and social commentary and stuff. And that was the George Car- Jamming in New York was my favorite special. Um, that and Richard Pryor Live, I think, are the two best specials I've ever seen. So great. And I texted Brido while I was watching this. I was like. This is so a inspirational and I forget exactly what I told you, but it made me proud to be a comedian. When I watched it, I said, I'm so lucky to have had this experience, not on that level whatsoever, not even close, but just even 1% of, of little bits of success and to be involved and to be a comedian and have the same brand on me for a profession as what that guy has is, in, yeah, it was is awesome. insane it's it's wild it's awesome and, and i love the clips of jamming in new york I, I didn't realize and it's like i said it's one of my favorite specials i didn't realize how thoroughly he's being heckled mm-hmm. during that show and he really is like i remember listen, watching the clips i'm like wow he's getting yelled at by like 
and and he's getting yelled at from everybody from like repu- like golfers to like he he rips on like bicyclists yeah. like he's getting ripped at the entire spectrum of humanity like the cast of Our Town is trying to ruin that comedy special, uh-huh. and he just rushes right through them. He doesn't miss a fucking consonant the whole fucking time. He just murders through that special, and it's just in your grill, and it's hilarious, and it's so great. It's, it's really awesome. It's awesome. Nate, did you watch anything this week that, that struck your fancy? <laughs> well, my, my wife and I have been my wife. way into... That Josh Brolin show Outer Range oh. on on uh, Amazon is that I good? Think. It's either on Amazon or Hulu. I'm pretty sure it's Amazon, but it's <laughs> we, we call it. You'll know when you see it, but we just can't call it anything but Hole in the Ground. It's a it's a sci-fi Hole in the Ground series about a rancher family in Montana that has this mysterious hole in their back pasture that is like has to do with time being a resource instead of um, a concept. And it's pretty fucking great. Josh Brolin is awesome. The brother from Ozark, who I guess I, I, we had to research him because he's great and everything he does. The, the, the brother that... that yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Spoiler alert. They kill in Ozark uh, is also in it. He's one of the sons. And I mean... It's fucking great. The whole cast is good. It's it's you know, you, I can understand if people would would have problems with the script, but then you're just not into sci- it's sci-fi. And yeah. so it's it's great. It's well directed, it's well acted, it's well executed and it goes the production choices by the end are just fucking super entertaining and we are like ready for season 2. It definitely ends at like this is this show's not over. Very cool. No, that's great. Great. Good recommendation because I was considering it. And when someone says something is very good, that will push me over the edge. That's what usually happens with Brad. My wife doesn't doesn't suffer through bullshit. Um, She doesn't watch much TV. So if it's if we're if I if I'm going to get her into a show, it's got to be good. Your wife is. She just she doesn't like she hates that. Like I'll have I'll just like keep a game on while I'm like not necessarily watching it. Like I we're complete opposites. Like I need a sporting event on my TV with a little volume. And she's just like, why is that screen on in my house? Yeah. I have baseball on right now. I'm obviously not watching it. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Like that's, that's just how I was raised and she was not raised there. So if it's a show that we, we can make it all the way through, it's a good show. And so we made it all the way through season one of uh, hole in the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Fabulous. Let's do some power grooves and then we'll wrap it and get out of here. My song of the week is The Sales of Sharon by Scorpions off their 1977 album Taken by Force. Uh, big homie Vince Averill of the We Watch Wrestling Podcast sent me the video link a few months back. And just listen to it. Listen to this song. You know how the kids say a song like it slaps. Well, this is it. This is what slaps is The Sales of Sharon by Scorpions off of Taken by force from 1977 fucking ripping song brido what you listening to a guy i run a show with called human soup uh his name's kelsey air he's in the band local natives but he also has a, a side project called uh jaws of love and he just dropped a single with omatola called garden prisoner that i love like i legitimately think it's a beautiful song i am not even just pretending to like it i legitimately think it's great uh, Kelsey's immensely talented. Nate uh, Nate was on a show with us. With, He's a very with, cool uh, guy. Yeah. 
and uh, they both performed at they performed this song at my show. It's like, what the fuck is that? Uh, send it to me as soon as you're done with it, and it just dropped. Garden Prisoner by Jaws of War. Fabulous, Nate Craig. What's getting in your um, ear hole? Well, I listened to the new Kendrick Lamar. Finally, I was on the plane and I plugged that in, and um, I, it's a very thick, dense album. Damn was clearly more musical to me. This one had he, he seemed to get so ambitious in this. This was clearly like a what I wrote during the pandemic album, mm-hmm. and uh, and he and it's like I don't know if it's necessarily as listenable on a musical level, but it's um wildly intellectual shit and i am going to have to listen to it uh several more times yeah i've been saving it for a time when i have like an afternoon and it's a nice day and i'm having some beers and baseball on with the sound off and i can sit and just quietly enjoy it and i'll get to it i'll get to it yep brado who's on the hunk program this week Jared Logan, Ooh. Bailey Norton, Allie Clayton, Mike Carroza. And Allie Clayton tells a story about a zoo that her family tried to start with exotic animals in her backyard growing up that had us, like, going crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. <laughs> Nate. Fun. You can see Nate, of course. I'll let you do your promo, Nate. Cut your promo. Uh, I'm in I'm in Minneapolis, Minnesota. If this comes out this week, the, uh, May 25th through the 29th, this is Memorial Day weekend. It's going to be great. Uh, last night's show was loose. Um, the club is one of the best in the world. And I am getting ready for my taping at the world-famous historic Green Mill Cocktail Bar and Jazz Club in Chicago, Illinois. That's Wednesday, June 1st. Tickets at natecraig.com. Um, please, um, if you buy a booth, uh, they fit six, know that going in, um, please fill it. We got to make sure every place in the club is, uh, has a butt in the seat. There's only 150 people can fit in that place. There's two shows, seven 30 and 10 PM. I would be fucking over the moon. If you came, um, wear a suit, if you want, wear a dress, if you want, wear whatever the fuck you want, you're going to look great. You're not going to be on camera. It'll be in the dark. It's going to be fucking real Frank Zanatra vibes in there. And my guarantee to you, Nate Craig will bring the fucking heat. You will not be disappointed and you will get going down, buddy. You'll get to see a lot of power come out of a beautiful boy's face. Nate, thank you for joining. This has been a great episode. I said a lot of things I shouldn't have. Brido. Thank you for joining. As always, I love both of you dearly. Really looking forward to the weekend, you guys. Yeah, I want to make a power moves. Yeah, I want to make a power moves. Right to a Detroit groove. Just all American dudes out making power moves. Yeah. Got football on TV. My girlfriend, you see sleazy. Favorite kind of beer is free. I'm just making power moves. Sipping some natty lights. Late nights and bar frights. Rocking the Winston lights. Just making power moves. Yeah, I'm making power moves. Just to a Detroit groove. All American dudes. Just making power moves. Yeah, I'm making power moves. Rocking a Detroit groove. Just some American dudes out making power moves, out making power 